Inspired Training Solutions presents Business Gems. Welcome to your entrepreneurial space where you will receive sound business advice and tips from budding and thriving entrepreneurs. Listen up now as this gem may be your gem for success. Business Gems. Good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world, welcome to another Business Gems. Business Gems, a product of Inspired Training Solutions, and of course, Inspired Training Solutions, your one-stop training and business solutions company. My name is Damian McLean, and I will be your host for this week's show. Now, let me first apologize once more for not having a show last week. We had some challenges put, putting the show together, and as such, we had a delay. But let me apologize to all the listeners out there and let you know that the show is here and the show is here to stay. Now, this week is a very packed week. We have a very lovely presentation done by Jan's Concepts. Now, a lot of you would have remembered that we did an interview earlier with Janelle Foster, and that interview was her walking us through business and how she started and the challenges that she had and how she overcame them. This week, she has done a presentation on techno use of technology during the COVID pandemic and how technology can improve our businesses and improve our personal lives. So this presentation will be done in two parts. It's a two-part series that we'll be presenting on technology in the workplace and technology in your personal space, done by Janelle Foster from Jan's Concepts. And of course, you can look her up all over social media. Look for Jan's Concepts, and it's Jan's concepts with a Z and you will be sure to find her. This presentation was first done in the Young Entrepreneurs Association of Jamaica, the YEA. It was done in May of this year and we thought that it was, not was, it is useful information that can also be channeled through business gems. You can get lots of gems from it. So here goes Janelle Foster, John's Concepts, presenting to us technology and COVID-19 and how it applies to us in the workspace. Welcome to the Young Entrepreneur Yes webinar session. It's Yes, meaning Young Entrepreneur Success Series. With the Young Entrepreneur Association of Jamaica. If you don't know, we cater and support to our young entrepreneurs, our young businesses, small businesses, owners, and we assist them. It's a volunteer organization, so we offer, we try best to assist and offer support in development and capacity development as well, so that our businesses can survive, can thrive. 
And a part of or one of the ways in which we do that is putting on a webinar series such as this, the Young Entrepreneur Success Series, where we offer tips, tricks, trades, advice, the whole yard regarding your business and how to function in the current time that we're in. Right, because we all have would need some nice information to help assist you in terms of pivoting, in terms of assessing your current business situation, so that you can come out on the other side of this pandemic and still succeed. Right. So for tonight, our topic is transitioning into the new normal, the best tech tips and apps to take you into the future. And I am your host, and for tonight, I am also the presenter. So as I said today, our topic is transitioning into the new normal, the best tech tips and apps to take you into the future, and I am the presenter. My name is Janelle, for those who don't know me, my name is Janelle for now. I'm a marketing consultant of Jan's Concepts, and Jan's Concepts is a small business that I own that caters to other small businesses that offers uh, right solutions in terms of digital auditing, graphic design, social media management, website development, and content creation. Right? So those are the solutions that we offer in terms of who I am. I am a results and design-oriented individual. I'm a marketing and communication professional for over 10 years, and I have experience in digital marketing, marketing strategy and development, business infrastructure analysis and planning, and project management for micro and medium-sized businesses. I am a graduate of the University of Technology, and I have a degree in marketing and banking and finance. I have some professional certification as well um, in, terms in the field of well, the technical and practices, technical techniques and practices in project management. There is an introduction to cybercrime and also training of trainers in the animation program and the Jamaica Security course. So I have some experience in terms of dealing with the tech space. Right? And I'm also a mom right? and a business owner, entrepreneur. And honest entrepreneurship is my passion. It started from way back when and it has continued to grow and develop with me with the more entrepreneurs and the more people that I get to meet and interact with is something that I continue to grow on and develop. And in terms of my journey, I am a woman of God. I believe I have a purpose and I believe my purpose is in the Lord as well as in this world. And I try every day relentlessly to ensure that I pursue and accomplish those purposes that I believe have been laid out for me. So let me get on to our presentation for tonight. Now the topics that we're going to be looking at are the challenges involving technology, what is a digital audit, the optimization, digitization, and storage and accessibility of well, data and tech services, and also data lockdown, which is essentially securing your data. And of course, changing the mindset of persons or that resistance that you have to technology. For me, personally, uh, I know the space that I operate in. There are lots of jargon, terms, expressions, you name it. I know there's a whole lot, and I know it's really confusing sometimes to understand 
what these mean or what they're supposed to do and then you have to apply it to your life. For me, what I'm going to be doing is creating a case. So throughout the presentation, we're going to be relaying the information that I'll be provided based on this imaginative business that I have here. So the case study is called the Optimizer Group, Optimizer Team, sorry, and there are they are a small business. It's a partnership. They have you have Tammy Timer and Steve Timer. Tammy Timer focuses on business to business um, services of their business, and Steve focuses on the business to individual customers, those small clients. So they're a partnership. They're dealing with two different types of clientele, and the idea is that they are a web development company. And they focus on building custom websites, graphic design, and business applications for their clients. So the idea is to apply the advice and the tips that I'm providing as an application to this business. So you can walk through it with me to see how they make the changes in their business and how the improvements can be made in their business. The first thing that we're going to be breaking down is some challenges in technology. Right? What are the issues that you might face, what are the issues that cause technology, and um, for the devices and apps and all of these wonderful solutions to be created. No, I'm not going to go into in-depth detail of this, just to give an idea of some of the challenges that we'll be facing and how, some of the, how the solutions can impact and improve your businesses. Now, one of the challenges that we're going to be looking at, or what we're looking at right now, is in terms of origin. How did this all start? Technology and the changes in technology, or technological change, results or comes from the need for something. So from the simple thing as making a hairbrush to uh, transportation with cars and planes, your mobile devices, all of these changes, these advances in technology and science, are a result of a need, right? And this need is not just an individual need. This need is stemming from a society need, right? What is it that the society has decided that they want to make changes to? And this is where the technology changes come about, to make that change, to assist or to provide a solution for this change. And these technological changes usually have an impact on the economy, it has an impact on the political atmosphere, on military, on wealth, on health, all of that. Technology, once there is a change, once there becomes an imminent need for some form of change, then that technology is created or designed or improved on to meet that need that is created. So I started off explaining in terms of orange. The next change or next challenge, sorry, that we experience is confusion. And that relates to, there's a term, a quote that I have here that says, men have become the tools of their tools. And this is from Henry Theodore. And if what this translates to, are you familiar with the expression that says that we have more smartphone and less smart than smart people? <laughs> or there's more smartphone than smart people? It's essentially the idea of technology or using these devices has caused some confusion and it's because you're not understanding the technology or you're not understanding the implications of how to use it, um, when to use it, why to use it, and how long you should use it. It causes confusion and that confusion results in a lot of persons being fearful 
and resistance to using the, the technology services that are available. You don't want to install certain apps. You don't want to install, um, you don't want to use the features of email. You don't want to use all of it because you just don't understand it. And usually once you start explaining to someone about some form of application or, or device or feature, and immediately there's a mind block. And it's really the stem of it is just you just don't understand what is happening and you don't understand the importance that it has and the implications that it has for you and your life and your business. And the next issue we're looking at is in terms of a paradigm shift. Now we're in a pandemic, right? We are experiencing worldwide change, worldwide adjustment. Every business, every individual, so from your teaching from you're in a regular office in a nine to five from you're doing um your own personal self your own operations the individual functionalities everything there is a change right there has been some change happening from before and that is a space in which i am going to be expanding on as well there is a change happening in technology um there is a paradigm shift that we're currently experiencing and a lot of persons, unless they're in the space of this, um, of what's happening, you don't really know, or you might see, but kind of don't understand it. So believe me, this pandemic only opens up that change that was already happening. And there's a quote that I have here from Jeff Atwood. Right? He died long before all of this happening, but yet he was able to indicate something that was very important at the time that people have now started to adopt is that we have to stop optimizing and stop creating our services, our applications and device for the person who's implementing it. And it has to be changed for the person who's going to be using it. So that is what is happening now in terms of a paradigm shift in that there are lots of devices, a lot of applications, tools, all of that thing that are happening all over are being developed for the individuals that are going to be using it. The end user is what that term is referred to, the end users of these um, applications and these devices. So the end users is who you are, you are to have in mind when you're creating or when you're making changes to the processes of your business. You have to consider what is that client going to go through from onboarding to walk to actually functioning as a customer to the offboarding of the customer. The entire process is now focused on the user. And this current climate that we're in has forced us so really and truly open our eyes to the user because now we're all at home. Businesses have to be closing down or scaling down. All of that has happened. And you have to know, consider, how am I going to get that customer to me? Or how am I going to get my services to that customer? So now you are going to have to be implementing tools and devices and techniques and tricks and all of these things to focus on getting on, on the customer, on the person who's going to be using these services. Now, you're probably wondering, what is a digital audit? And bringing back to our case study, where I mentioned, remember I said that we have a figurative business that we're working with, the optimizer team, and we have Tammy, and we have Steve. Tammy focuses on the business clients. Steve focuses on the individual small clients that come in their business. They're a web developer, they do build websites, they do graphic design, they do customized apps. Now, in the terms of their business, because there is a change, they have to adjust how they operate. They have to, essentially, what a digital audit is, is that you break down the processes that you currently have. 
So what are the current strategies that you have in place? What are the current processes that you have in place? What are the current results or outcomes of these processes, these strategies that you have in place? It is assessing these things and then creating and implementing a solution for them. Right, And when I say creating and implementing a solution, we're not just thinking, putting a band-aid over it, we're thinking future operations here. We're thinking, how oh, can this help me if I am to be at home, if I was to retire, say, another year or two, and whoever takes over this business, you know, how are they going to be able to function going forward? If you happen to be sick and your partner has to take over the business, how is it that this partner who has was not in there every day with you, how is it that they are going to be able to function? Um, it's a, the same a mindset as if when you leave in a business or when you leave in a position. I know for me personally, when I was resigning from a position in order to pursue my full-on entrepreneur business, I what I did mentally, I created some forms, some process strategies that, to help the person taking over. So if I was not there in order to assist them with a orientation with the new persons coming in on a position, then at least I left folders, I left forms, I left files, I left a whole lot of details because I was I knew what my processes were. I wrote down my process and I know what will be needed for each stages of the process. And that's what a digital audit is. You breaking down everything. I want to say everything, I mean everything. For this business, they optimize the team. Tammy and Steve spend, let's say they spend um, the whole week contacting 10 customers each. Right? Remember, I said Tammy is dealing with businesses, customer, business customers. Steve is dealing with individual clients. And between the two of them, they cover at least 20 clients per week. So each have 10 that they have to address, they have to deal with for the week, and they have to break down what is it that this customer needs. So their process is to do an onboarding. Right? They do a preliminary interview. Then they do an onboarding, and then they have to work with the clients during the process of producing whatever service or solutions that they have. And then there's offboarding, right? For you, those of you who don't understand um, what the onboarding and offboarding process is, is essentially whenever you get to say, even if you have a retail store and you sell clothes, your preliminary interview may not be as intense as this company because it's literally you just asking the person in front of you, so what are you interested in today? Uh, what is it that the person said, I'm looking for a pass? Um, then you go break down, all right, so we have, these are the categories of pants that we have on WhatsApp. And then you, that is your onboard boarding and pre-interview process with that customer. So it's essentially when you break down and determine what that customer needs, that's your pre-interview, that's the onboarding process, right? And then you have the actual process in between, that is when you're dealing with the client, so that's probably for Steve and Tammy, this is when they're actually, once they have already gotten the customer's approval. So remember, they do the pre-interview, then they do the onboarding process, and the onboarding process is usually them providing a proposal to the client. They go through that work through back and forth with the client with the proposal, and the client has then to sign off on that proposal for them to get started on the work. They get started on the work, they build in a website, they start building the site, they start adding the content through the back and forth with the client. And then in the, that type of interaction, you know, that's the in-between process of it. And then once they're finished with the process, they're finished with the website, then there's the offboarding. What is the process that they have to do after to hand over the website to the client to and all the things involved. 
so both Tammy and Steve have to do that for their clients, right? So in order for them to identify, um, they have to make changes now in their environment. They have to change how they operate the business. So they have run through that process to identify what are the steps involved in their business so dealing with a client, and then that is them essentially creating a digital audit. Now, one of the two ways that I, I like to break down a digital audit are to help you understand what to identify or what you're looking for in a digital audit is to follow the money. Literally, just follow where you're spending. And when I say money, I'm not just talking actual cash. I'm referring to your resources that you're going to be using um, in your business. I'm referring to your time. I'm also referring to your comfort. You know, your mindset, your peace of mind. What these are all important factors or important sections that go into your business and into you functioning. So, yeah, we're looking at the cost. So for Steve and Tommy, their cost is, remember I said that they're making 10 calls. They're getting 10 clients per week. They're contacting 10 clients per week. So that's obvious money. That's a phone bill. That's credit. Right? So they're calling the client. The next stop is the resources. One of the things that they involve, they're printing out proposals, right? They're sending the proposals to the client, saying, I'm changing them, i reprint that proposal, send it back to the client, clients have to sign off on it and all of these things, right? So that's the resources that they themselves are the resources. Because remember, it's a company that has two, a partnership. It's two persons, Steve and Sammy. And Steve is focusing on individual one-off clients. Tommy's focusing on the larger business side. I remember they're building these sites. They're creating the graphics. They are creating the applications for these customers, right? So they themselves, they're, they are the resource. And then you have the time. We're talking about if between, if one person or one partner is only able to contact 10 clients for the week, mean enough time them are used. <laughs> right? That's a lot of time you're using and just 10 and only 10 clients. I remember there's a time also in terms of producing work. So in between contacting clients, remember that they have their own job to do. They have current clients that they're servicing. So they have to work out time. They have to work out the time, the time for the current clients that they're servicing, time for the new clients that they're trying to get. And then, of course, you'll have different clients in different stages of their customer model. Right? Because remember I was saying before, there's a little model of your preliminary interview, of the, the onboarding, the process in between, offboarding. So I'm pretty sure they must have clients that need that different stages of their customer model. So in order for them to do an audit, they're going to have to be looking at all of these four factors. There are other things to consider. And as I said earlier, I'm not going to go into in-depth details and depth of terms and, and, and References of breakdown in terms of actual digital audits and providing you with information that you yourself can do on your own um, outside of the professional space. So you must be able to break down your businesses and know what other processes involved in your business. Right? And, and when I say process, I mean from the minute you wake up to the minute you fall asleep. And I don't say the minute you go in or the minute you start work because I know as entrepreneurs, we don't necessarily have set time. We don't necessarily have space that we go to and say, this is me for the next four hours or what have you. And, and on top of it, if you have other obligations, such as family, like I'm a mom, I, I'm a homeschool mom, so I teach my child at home apart from having my operating my business. So I know that my timing is very different. I have to consider a whole bunch of different things when I am doing a digital audit. 
right? I don't think that I don't have to do an audit because of this entire situation shift. I also have had to done an audit for my business and how I function and putting some different, some higher levels of techniques and tools in process um, for my processes so that I can automate as more things that I know I don't have to do and then I can spend more time on the things that can't be done unless I do it. So one of the tools, or well, two main tools that I will suggest right, um, in terms of helping you with setting up a digital audit is... We have Simple Mind and Trello. And for those of you who know me, I preach Trello. Trello is my best friend. Trello is my pillow. Trello is my business consultant. Trello is my, Trello is my partner. Trello is my everything. Right? And by the way, for my suggestions in terms of tools, the tools that I will be suggesting, these are applications that are free or free and have a paid part of it as well. And because I believe in being as economical as possible to achieve. So it's a literally a balance of what do you what can you afford and what you need. Right? So the suggestions that I'm offering here are tools that you can use that you can find easily, tools that are mostly free. And if they're not fully free, there's a paid component to it that might and you know the difference between a paid and a free would mean the capabilities or what are the things that you have access to. For the most part, these free services, you can function somewhat um, comfortably with the free version. And then if you see that you need, based on your needs, then you know that you can upgrade if you can, um, if you can, if you want. Right. So my first tool, a tip or advice or tech solution is using a, in terms of planning and organizing yourself for a digital audit, Use Simple Mind or any other mind mapping um, application. Simple Mind is a program. Oh, and another thing in terms of the tools that I suggest, they usually have a wider interface use. So we're talking your mobile interface, we're talking your desktop interface, we're talking your browser interface. Right? So I try to find tools that have covered those three main cross sections because at the end of the day, you want to be operating smarter, not harder. And I like to use tools that I can use from the simple on my phone. So when I'm on the road, I don't have to worry about, oh my gosh, I need to do something. I have to back up my laptop in the middle of nowhere. You understand? So I like to be able to access whatever I can by mobile device. And if I can't do it by an app, I should at least be able to use the browser on my mobile device and achieve the same. So Simple Mind is an application that has a desktop. It has a desktop platform. It has a... Android and I believe iPhone um, platform app, as well as it has, you can access it via browser. SimpleMind is a mind mapping tool. And what this tool does is assist you with breaking down your process. So say for Tammy, I remember that Tammy operates, she functions or focuses on business. So of course she and Steve will have to have their own mind map session where they break down all the processes from start to end. And when I say start to end, I mean start to end. Do not hide anything. If it is simple as when you are contacting the clients or when you're having a meeting with clients, you have to order lunch. That's a part of your process. Put that in. Document it. Document everything that you do from the minute you talk to somebody to when they are actually your clients and to when you finish doing what you need to do with them and they move on to the next phase in their life. 
Right? So break down all that process. And something that helps to break down is having a mind mapping tool. And why I like this particular tool is that it has some integration capabilities and then it has some nice exporting capabilities. Export in terms of, so for, uh, if I'm doing a digital audit for a client, I break down their processes, I can use a mind map, and then at the end of the day, I can export it as a presentation to them. I can download it as a PDF file or so, you know, if they want to share it with the client, stuff like that. Now you can share it as an image, you know, so if you want to print it and post it up somewhere, and if you want to say you, you, you break down the process of your business, and I mean, this is not just business, you can use it for your life. So maybe you decided to create, uh, when you create this nice board, ah, that, that nice summer board, you can use a digital um, tool for that. So you use something like this, a mind mapping tool, and you can print it, you can export it as an image, and you print it and you have it there for whatever use you might have for it. Visual board, thank you. <laughs> right. So, and then the other tool that I love using is Trello. Trello is a project management application. Now, Trello has, you, you have other software, um, like Asana, and um, apart from Asana, I think they have Slack as well. Right, but the reason why I love Trello, because Trello learning curve is very, it is very um, easy to understand. And they have a wide array of tutorials and videos, it's an open up platform in terms of they have a lot of templates that you can use um, that are easily to access. And literally, once you go into their back end and you search for a template, once you click the template, it opens up into your thing and it's now yours and you're ready to use it. So you don't have to be installing anything, you know. And then on top of it, because Trello has been around for a lot longer and it's a lot more friendly to use. It has a lot more, um, there's this term that I'm going to be using, I hope you understand, it's called integration. And um, that is literally when more than one application can communicate with each other. And the reason why I prefer Trello over Asana is because Trello has a lot more integration capabilities because it's a lot more popular than Asana and it's a lot more easier to, un to understand. And then they have a lot of back-end tools that's um, from other applications, both a mixture of paid and free. Right, um, services that you can use to enhance your use of Trello. Now, what Trello does is, as you can see from the, the graphic here, it's basically you can use it as a planner. You can use it as a organizer, um, planner organizer. You can use it as a calendar. I use it to break down my clients. So when I have a new client coming in, you know, I open up a new board, and on this new board, I have different cards. So I break down the process of that new client. So if I'm building a website for a client, I break down what is it that I need, uh, what package, this, what the details of the website that is needed for a client, and I break down each process or each um, need as a card. So I know that, all right, this person wants to be able to sell stuff with the website. This person wants to be able to sell a book or advertise their other services. And maybe this person has some questions that there are questionnaires that they want to have filled up on their website. All of that, I can break down into Trello. And the thing with that too, I can also add the client to the board so that they can see the breakdown of what is needed for themselves as well. Now, for our case study, the optimizer team, if this is something that both Tammy and Steve can put in place in their business to make their processes easier, 
So when they have a new client, their onboarding process, all of that can be flushed out into this planning platform. And then they can also share it to the client. And what that does is cut a lot of time in terms of the client coming in to print something for them, the client coming in to sign and all of that. You just upload the form there, the client goes there, access the form, read through what they need to read through, sign, and then you get the notification so the client doesn't even have to call you to say, hey, I approve that thing that you sent me. I mean, it is all completely automized for you um, when you use certain tools, right? So this tool also helps you in terms of digital auditing because then you can break down, you can open up a fresh board that breaks down what your business is. And if you have different services, you can break down. So if you have five different services like myself, I have five different services in my business, I can create a card for each service. And then under that card now, I can add what are the processes involved in each service. Right? And then that helps to break down and then it gives you a nice visual representation. That's what the, one of the most important things about these tools is that they provide a visual representation of what is it that you need to do. And the wonderful benefit of it is that if you decide to employ someone or if you have to, someone has to take over the business, like a family member has to take over your business because boy, you're sick or if something else has happened. And so once they look through this, they can easily identify what needs to be done, right? They have a new team member joining. You have something already set up in place that you can easily adjust as time goes along, right? And then you can use that as a onboarding for new staff so they understand and know what is happening and what needs to, to for them to be able to process that function in your business, right? So this is what something that Tammy and Steve would have to use now to break down their business. I remember I told them they're a web-developed company, one Tammy deals with business clients and then Steve deals with individual single customers, clients that come in. So they're going to break down what that process is for each aspect of the business because there's going to be two different types of processes. I mean, most of the functionality will be the same, right? But essentially, there are two different things that they're going to have to break down and this is one of the tools that they can use to break that down. Next thing we're going to look at is the optimization. Now, I've mentioned, you have probably heard me say the word optimization earlier. Optimization is essentially you, whatever process that you have in your business, you're going to have to identify what other processes that can be done without you. What is it that you can just press a button and it happens all on its own without you have to move in it along the line. Now, optimization, and this is something I call that I love from Bill Gates, that the first rule of any technology is to use a business, um, technology used in business, is to um, automate, right? Is that, is that you automate, is that automation is applied to an efficient operation will magnify the efficiency, but automation applied to an inefficient operation is going to make it even worse. So in automation, what you have to constantly remember and that is why it's important to do that breakdown, to do that digital audit. Because once you know the processes that you're going through, once you know what are the things that you need to do for your business, then once you identify that, it makes it easier for you to identify what other processes I can automate. Because if you just went up and decided to just automate, you know, so I always just send out forms to the customer name. So I'm just going to sign up for email clients and I'm just going to start sending out forms to whoever comes on my website. So every time they come on the website, just for information and they fill out a form so they want details to just send them a bag of information. Right? It's 
breaking that down, all you're going to do is, yeah, you optimize your process that you've had a, a, a bot in place that sends out something for you. But then that's not the most efficient way to handle that particular situation. So for our case study, for Steve and for Tammy, they're going to be looking at things that, so the onboarding process of in that pre-interview or so that kind of filtering process to identify whether or not someone is a client of theirs. You could have them fill out some forms online, right? Have them probably fill out, if they go onto a particular, let's say the, for the website, the graphic design. So let's say the person went on the graphic design tab. Then that's one little filter right there that they can put a form on that tab um, on the website. So if that person is interested in graphic design, then you can contact them. Sorry, then the customer can can send in their information to Tammy or Steve, and then they'll be able to identify, all right, so this information comes in, and then the automation process will be having a tool that identifies this person is asking about graphic design information. And then you, it would also identify that this is a business that's asking, or if this is an individual client that's asking. So the, it, the system already knows who to push that information to. I want to push it to the right person, then that person can set up some autoresponders to say if it's the email client shifts it to Tammy, then Tammy must have some autoresponders set up in her system that says, hey, I heard that you wanted to get some information about graphic design and you own a business, and then there might be some forms that she send over to this person to collect some data, or maybe it could be a form to say set up an interview process with that person person clicks in the interview time and date, boom, Tammy gets a notification. And all of that is done within a span of 10, 20 minutes, right? This is completely reducing the, the strain on Tammy to now call this for them to sit down and sift all the information for them to call if they had a regular form, say they just had a regular customer walk up to them, they'll have to do a little interview with this person to identify what they need. Then after identifying who's going to be the person handling the client, then they have to send over um, breakdown, prepare a proposal, and all of that. All of these things can be completely combined into an automated process or automation process that reduces the strain and the ease of the partners, that gives them more time to do to work on the actual jobs that they have to do, and also it reduces the strain on their resources. I remember our case, it's two persons. Right? And in a lot of us, our business is one. I am the only person in my business. Right? I am the only one doing all of this. So I have to put in place the things that optimize some of the processes so that it prevents me from being completely tied up in unnecessary processes that I don't have to handle myself, things that are some form of automated bot can do for me. Right? So the tools that I will that I like um, for in terms of helping you to automate your processes. Once you have done your digital audit and you've broken down all your processes that you need, there are apps, there are a different range of applications. So we have things that basically mimic brain power. You can now like, comment, and share on our social media platforms. Visit us on Facebook at Inspired Training Solutions Jamaica. Send your suggestion and feedback via email to y-o-u-r-s-p-a-c-e dot i-t-s at gmail.com. Hit, hit us up on Instagram at 
www.itsbizja.org.bizja.org.bizja.org.bizja.org.bizja.org.bizja.org.bizja.org.bizja.org.bizja.org.bizja.org.bizja.org.bizja.org.bizja.org.bizja.org.bizja.org.bizja.org.
tuning in this week to Business Gems. Business Gems, a product of Inspired Training Solutions. And of course, Inspired Training Solutions, your one-stop business and training hub. Cheers. Have a wonderful week, gentle folks. And we sincerely hope that you found a gem that will work for you. You and not because they want to know. Sometimes they don't even know why. So don't watch the crowd. They're due to yes to be loud. Believe in what you're doing and feel proud. Thank you for making it business gem. We hope you have found your gem for success. Feel free to email your suggestions and comments to yourspace.its at gmail.com. That is y-o-u-r-s-p-a-c-e dot i-t-s at gmail.com. Business Gems, a production of White Cane Studios, a product of Inspired Training Solutions. The opening and closing music theme for the Business Gems, The Real Rock Rhythm, was performed by the Sound Dimension Band and produced by Cox and Darts for Studio One. Business Gems.